Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast, brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here, just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, a.k.a. The WordPress Chick, and we have a solo show. That's right, flying solo today. Um, The flying, pun intended, actually, on the flying, because the title of today's episode is 10,000 Feet, Scaling a Business and Profiting with WordPress. Yep, we are totally going to talk about profiting with WordPress again. Yeah, it's kind of a theme this year, um, and I've got a lot of reasons for that, but... If you get a chance, go to the the post on my site, just the wpchick.com forward slash 46, and you can see, well, the, the one picture at the top of the post is not actually from my 10,000 feet up, um, but I do have a picture of me 10,000 feet up. So um, I just got back. Let me let me fill you in on, on where I've been and what's been going on and why this is called 10,000 feet up. I just got back two weeks ago from another mastermind in Park City, Utah, which, holy moly, talk about a beautiful place. Park City is gorgeous. If you've never been there, um, whether you're a skier or not, I cannot imagine that this place is anything but gorgeous all year round. Uh, The snow, I definitely would love to go back in the snow. I don't ski anymore. Did. um, Thought about trying snowboarding, but eh, I don't know. I'd rather go get a massage. (laughs) Um... But yeah, Park City, wow. It's just, it was unbelievable. It's one of those places that you go, especially in October. Uh, someone had told me that they had already, or the Aspens, I think, that turn red at this time of year, they'd already kind of come and gone, um, the leaves. But everything, the gold, it, it just looked fake. It was so pretty, it looked fake. One of those one of those places. We stayed at this amazing uh, five-star resort called the Stein Erickson Lodge, and that's where we had the Mastermind. Um, and it was just, it was awesome, <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, you get a taste of doing some of these things, and it just makes you hungry for more, at least for me. Um, and so we, I took the family this time, which, um, which is great. It, it wasn't bad at all. And, you know, my kids are older. They have a fall break for school. So I figured, let's go. And my sister and my niece came as well. So we rented a minivan. Um, yeah, because the thought of a 17-year-old a 14-year-old and a 9-year-old sitting in the middle row of a car, you know, for for 11, 12 plus hours would have made my life hell. So I thought, nah, we're not going to do that. So we rented a minivan and we left California on Monday and we came home Saturday. Um, But we left the crack of dawn and definitely took our time getting there. And let me tell you, if I never drive through the entire state of Nevada again, it would be too soon. (laughs) No offense, Nevada. It's just boring. Um, it's kind of like if if you've ever been in you know California and driven I five, it's just hours and hours and hours of that. Um, but it took us about thirteen hours to get there. The kids were actually really pretty good, and um, we hightailed it home in eleven. We're like, nope, in and out for gas, in and out for bathroom stops. We're eating in the car. We're getting home. Um, but they kind of did their own thing and. What was really fun is because I help organize the events. This is not my mastermind. I'm a, a member. So I help organize the events um, for Adam and Tony who run it. And um, 
So we had some suite upgrades with the event at the same cost of the room block. So I got one of the suite upgrades and oh my God, I should actually put a picture of the room <laughs> on the, cause you just, you get it again, you get a taste that. And it's like, I could, I could travel this way all the time. Um, my kids certainly thought I was a rock star because we had a full family room, dining room table, kitchen. There was a hot tub on the deck. Literally <laughs> there was a hot tub on the deck. Um, and then like a master bedroom. It was, it was really pretty. Of course, the altitude kicked all of our butts. <laughs> you walk up the stairs, you get through them, you're like, oh my God, I'm tired. Um, I think it's, it was like 8,200 feet above sea level. You figure I'm pretty close to sea level. So uh, yeah, the altitude was a bit much, but it was a beautiful week. So we drove out Monday. We had um, Tuesday sort of to ourselves. I connected with a couple people Tuesday. I went and picked up uh, a couple other members from the airport. Um, and then we had our first group dinner Tuesday night, you know, and it's, they're definitely full days when I go do these things, but it's that in-person connection that you just cannot put a price on. I, like I, like I said, after the Maui trip that, you know, I, I felt like I had this extended family. And so it was great to get to see everybody in person again, as well as some new members and connect. Um, this was probably, uh, one of the best ones yet, simply because we're, more people are coming to the events. Um, and they're just, it's pretty amazing. So Tuesday, we had our first dinner, um, and a couple other people brought their families. So that was really great to get to meet the rest of the family for some of these people who are building these phenomenal businesses and you get to see the support team. So that was cool. And, you know, what was great for me too, is that my kids got to see really what it is that I do. And, um, my daughter filmed the two days, of the mastermind itself. And so it was great to get that she got to, to connect with people that I respect and admire that she really got a better understanding about what I'm doing. Um, and they just, it was, it was awesome to get to share that with them. So (laughs) the 10,000 feet up. So each of the, I I really am going to have to ask someone to count the so's one of these days, I'm going to stop doing it. Each mastermind event, we do an adventure And because of the time of year that we went in Park City, you know, some of the places they have like a lot of the ski resorts do summer type activities, horseback riding, there's like a a alpine slide that you can go down. And my sister took a couple of the kids one afternoon. And then the very last day we were there, we did the alpine roller coaster, which I'll fill you in was super fun. But because the time of the year, a lot of these places are closed because they could have rain. And and the day after we left, they actually got a little bit of snow on the ground and I came home to 90 degree weather, which it's not 90 degrees anymore. But, um, you know, so the two adventures we did, uh, in the morning, we did a sunrise hot air balloon ride and we were literally 10,000 feet up off the ground. And I have to tell you, I was pleasantly surprised that it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. It was so peaceful and so serene and not to mention our, God, what was his name? Our um, pilot, I guess he is called. Yeah, the pilot. Um, I don't know if they called him Wild Bill, but it was something like that. He was a little gruff and just do not move. Do not turn. Do not, you know, because you don't want the basket, which I didn't even know you could. These baskets were big enough to hold 12 people. So we were kind of packed inside the basket. Um, so nobody, you know, did any sudden moves. It was really quiet. Um, but I did take a selfie of myself obviously, right? But I took a selfie with, you know, you can see um, the ground and, and the mountains and stuff behind me. And I posted that on Instagram as my view from the office that day, which was really fun. 
you know, there's this crazy scorching heat above your head, which is super, super hot. But I, you know, the perspective, and I'm going to talk about perspective in a minute, um, but getting outside of the office, getting outside of your day to day is what really gives you that shift in perspective. So we did that in the morning. Then we had a group lunch at the hotel. And then we did this GPS adventure, which everyone's like, what is this? This is really cool. So we had, um, there were like three SUVs that came and picked us up at the hotel at three. And then we were given literally a compass, a GPS compass. Um, and we were just divided into teams of three. And then we had to, there were, I don't know, like say 12 um, places we had to find. And so what you would do, I don't know what exactly how it worked because only one person did the compass, but you would find, say, spot number three, and then you'd have to navigate. You have to tell the driver how to get there, where to go, uh, and then there would be a task and an adventure when you got there. What was the first one we did? Um, which for, we, first we got lost because, of course, being you know all online entrepreneurs, somebody's like, let's use our GPS on the phone, which just made it worse. Follow the instructions. Um, and But I think... Was I the only girl? There may have been one other gal. Yeah, there was only a couple women doing this, which that's a whole other conversation. Um, But the first adventure we got to, everybody, it was like a little outdoor um, gazebo, and there were hockey sticks and pucks. And so we got points for, we each got three times up, you know, to hit it. And I got the first one and second two didn't go. But, and then of course, part of the strategy is you want to sabotage it for the next team. So we took the goal apart and we put the pucks on one side of the gazebo and you know, the hockey sticks on the other. So we kind of became team sabotage. Um, but that was an example of one of the things we did. And it was it was really fun because it was team building and you had to work together. And a lot of that stuff sounds like, oh gosh, you know, kind of corporate team building. But it's really different when you're choosing to be there, right? It's not a mandated thing. You're choosing to be there. You're choosing to connect with people. Um, so that was a lot of fun. So we did that for a few hours. And then our final destination was our dinner spot Wednesday night. And then, of course, dinner was fantastic. My family came to dinner the first night and the third night. They went and kind of did their own thing. Um, it, you know, And if you think about it, that, that was a long day. I don't know what time did I get up. We had to be downstairs like 7. But, you know, so it's kind of one of those days where you're like 6.30 to like a 10, 10.30, and they're just, they're full. The whole day is full. Awesome, though. So then we had two days of Mastermind. And what I love is that <clears throat> this is the third live event that I've been to with this group. And the first day is always sort of the big picture planning, the, the big vision. And that's where I realized, I don't want to say that I've dropped the ball, but for some reason, I'm going to get into this in a little bit, you know, that that taking the time to step back and plan how you're going to get where you need to go. For some reason, that doesn't feel like work, right? That, well, that's not a tangible task. And for maybe it's just the way I was raised, you know, work hard. And it just that that strong work ethic that if it doesn't feel like work, it's not work, um, which the logical part of me doesn't agree with, right? But it, it's very ingrained in who I am. And so the first day, one of the things, you know, that we always start with was, you know, we do the adventure the day before. So it's kind of like the takeaways. What did you get from from what you did yesterday? And for me, it was truly all about perspective. And there's no way that you can, I mean, talk about a different perspective. 10,000 feet up, Park City looked really different than when you're on the ground. And so it was the same thing that it's, for me, I realized that it's really, really easy to get caught up in the day-to-day. 
the minutiae of the tasks that need to be accomplished. You know, when we're, when we're just doing our thing every day, you know, we miss opportunities. You can't, you can't sort of, you can't see the forest through the trees because you're so busy, your head's the grindstone and you just get caught up in those tasks. Even if you're somebody who has support, which I am a huge believer, obviously, in, in building a team to do that, because that's the only way that you're going to grow your business. Um, and I was going to say, unless you, you know, do crank and can stay up 24 hours, not funny, but, um, and not funny, but I'm laughing. You know, it's one of the, I need to shut up once in a while or just think more before I speak. But, you know, doing the day to day stuff will make you crazy and it will burn you out. So I realized, you know, that the first few years in my business, I, I really did that. I, I stayed busy with the day to day, the minutiae, the tasks. And I know that I missed opportunity after t- opportunity because the stuff that felt like work, even if I didn't enjoy it, always came first. And the things that seemed like a luxury, engaging on social media, having conversations, connecting, you know, that is crucial for entrepreneurship, for building your own business. If you don't do that, you're you're not going to grow. So that was that was the big takeaway for me was the perspective that that I got just to look at things from a different angle and how important it is to step out from what you do all the time consistently, even, you know, here's an example. I was going to go down um, to Los Angeles today. I'm in Northern California. So I was going to drive down because Troy Dean from WP Elevation is here from Australia. He's in Southern California. And I was like, yeah, I'll drive down, spend a few hours in the afternoon, do a meetup, stay overnight, come home Friday. Yesterday, I hit a wall and I thought there is no way I was feeling squeezed. I've got a lot going on. And I just thought, girl, you need to focus. This is stressing you out as much as I Troy and I will connect in person at some point in the next year for sure, because we are talking about doing an event together. But I'm like, don't do this to yourself. You just got back. You're catching up, you know. So so I was thinking then today, like, so then it was kind of this, oh, wow, I've got two free days now, right? Because I was planning to be gone today and tomorrow. And truly, I, I trust that whenever things get rescheduled or, and I've learned this from experience, but it always works out for the best, right? So if something gets canceled, it's because something else, it's just, it was supposed to, it's all good. Um, which is great. Cause I had a call with, um, somebody else. We've got a webinar coming up. So it all worked out. And then I was thinking this afternoon, you know, my son is running cross country and my daughter drives and she's like, you know, I can take him. Cause she, the, both the kids knew I was really stressed yesterday. And I was like, you know what? It's his first thing. Um, not that I can really watch him do cross country, right? Cause it's distance. They go do their thing, but get out of the house, just get off the computer. Don't jump from one day of hitting a wall and wanting to shut the world out and take a nap and cry. And I was there yesterday to jumping back in full force, you know, and that's kind of how I roll. I know that part of my process is go, 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 go. And then I crash. And I would love to tell you that I'm not going to push so hard. It's learning to say no with certain things. But I know that when I'm in that momentum, of getting stuff done and working later and just feeling inspired, I'm going to go with it. So maybe what I need to do is when I'm there, just plan ahead and say, okay, you're on a roll. Friday, take off, go get a massage, go do whatever. Anyways, the perspective is even today, do something as, as simple. It doesn't have to be, you know, a huge trip, but get out of the house, go somewhere else, sit outside, whatever it is. And usually for me, it's 
it's a physical activity and not necessarily exercise. It could be washing the car. It could be taking the dog for a walk, running to Target. But getting out of the daily routine, it just, it breaks it up. And it, for me, helps my brain. So outside of the perspective, you know, one of the other things that we did on the first day um, was really talking about one is clarity, right? And everybody in every business knows you need clarity. But again, it's one of those things that if you don't take the time to get clear, you're never going to be clear. And then it just gets worse. And so, you know, this year, I've been talking a lot about the shifts that I've been making in my business. And sometimes I feel like it's taking forever to make these shifts. And then there's other days when I'm like, Oh, my God, this is moving too fast. (laughs) I know, I wear myself out too. truly, I know I do. And um, I've got a business partner with this new division of my company. And I, I know that I wear her out, um, but that's okay. Uh, she loves me anyway. So I, I do know, though, that regardless of the speed that this is happening, I do trust the process. And I feel like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And if I want things to move along quicker, then I have to focus and be more strict with my time. Okay, so back to the first day and taking the time to plan. One of the things that we spent, gosh, probably four hours on, after we do the sharing and they they talk about what's, you know, in store for the mastermind for the next year and what we gained, all that good stuff, real simple formula. And if you're anywhere, well, you don't have to write this down, but take the time to do this for yourself because there's going to be clarity comes from even just a simple step. It's basic, right? Be, do, have. So first we actually started with what is it we want to have? So for me, it was, this is, you know, the income that I want to earn monthly in my business. So that was kind of the end goal. And keep in mind, it's not, I'm not driven solely by money. But again, that's how we measure business, right? But who do I, what do I, who do I have to be? And what do I have to do to have that business, right? That it looks like this. And it just made me realize that, you know, and I have to tell you that B do have really, I don't say we went sideways, but it was a few hours and we all share this together. Uh, there's input and there's engagement conversation, which is very powerful because it's not, you know, the mastermind, you know, a true mastermind is not simply about having, you know, sort of a coach and mentor tell you what to do with your business. You're gaining input and perspective from all of the members. Um, and so at one point, one of the members we were talking about, um, you know, where the how far he's come since January of this year, and he's going through some personal stuff, and it hit he kind of hit a wall with why can't I take it to the next level? And it's because of some of the personal stuff in his life, which I'm I'm not even going to attempt to be my own armchair therapist today, (laughs) but you know, they're integrated. You you cannot separate the two. I don't care if you have a job, you know, and I I don't care if you're running your own business, whatever it is, what's happening in your personal life is everything, everything we experience has an impact on us, right? So we got into this big discussion about, you know, the, okay, now this triggered something else. We got into a big discussion about how we we all hit sort of a ceiling that we create. And uh, one of the things that was given to us for this event was a a book called The Big Leap. And I'm totally drawing a blank because it Hendricks, I think, is the author. I actually did just finish reading it. Um, But The Big Leap talks about you know, having that upper limit where we stop ourselves. And so maybe in your head you say, okay, I can get to a $10,000 a month business, but anything beyond that, that's beyond your upper limit. So you're constantly having to stretch yourself. And so for my friend, 
it was really about the stuff in his personal life and how he'd created this, his own upper limit to surpass that, right? I totally broke down. It was so threw me for a loop because it was some personal stuff that hit me and made me realize how far I've come and, you know, the, my own limits that I've imposed on myself. And this isn't, I don't want to go too far sideways and, and, you know, get into, to my story, but if you haven't heard it, and I'm sorry if this is redundant for those of you who have, but you know, I was widowed 11 years ago. There is no way that I could have seen where I'd be today, right? My kids were six and two. Now they're 17 and almost 14. And they were here, right? At this mastermind event. And it just, it, I just, I literally started crying before you could even talk. And I just thought, you know, it was so powerful to me where maybe I'm not exactly where I want to be, but to really step back and say, oh my God, look at how far you've come. I was in a job when I lost my husband. I was working full time. I was in management. And, you know, there have been some real deep, dark times and struggles and financial pain that I've gone through. And I was just in awe. I was overwhelmed with gratitude for where I was in my life. Truly, the quality of my life, the people to be sitting in the room with this amazing group of people who give me nothing but love and support and encouragement and are like my biggest champions with this. Because a lot of people in my real life, my real life, my personal life, I should say, don't totally get what I do. So, you know, it just, it made me step back. And so the tears were sort of happy tears. It was frustration. It was, and it, this was me sitting in a room with 11 guys and nothing but love. And to sit here with my friend, I'm like, dude, if I can do this, so can you. And that's it. (laughs) And again, it's not one of those, you know, my life was harder because there's always somebody who's had it more difficult than you. And there's always somebody who's had it way easier than you, you know, but to just at some point stop and say, look at what I've accomplished. It was, it was really amazing. So that day alone, taking the time to step back and say, what is it I really want and not be afraid to say that, not be afraid to own it and say, this is where I want to go. This is what I want to do. Um, and then really just start putting those plans into place. All right. So who do you have to be? What are the things you have to do? Right. And, and, So those things give you that fresh perspective as well, because they're questions we don't ask ourselves day to day, right? When we're doing just the tasks and just doing the work, we don't ask ourselves these questions. Okay, what is it I actually have to do? So that is where this brings me to the scaling a business. But before we talk about scaling a business, I want to ask you a question. So if if you were to say, and this probably isn't really applicable if you're in your first year in business, But let's just, even if you've been in business two years or just look back on the first year and I'm going to stop qualifying, but has your business consistently grown or has it been stagnant? So there are a lot of people that have, and I'm going to use WordPress web dev as an example, because it's where I've been. A lot of people are like, I'm doing, they're tired of the same old, same old, same old, right? They get tired of clients. They get tired of this. And and I've been doing this for five or six years. And if you're doing the same thing, one, you know, you're not going to get a different result, right? We're, we know that quote, doing the same thing, expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. Um, but is your business stagnant or have you strategically grown it? Or in my case, you know, would you say you've gotten lucky? 
And when I say that I've gotten lucky, I don't mean that the hard work hasn't been there. I can definitely say though that the first few years of my business, you know, my business has grown every year consistently, not to the extent that I've wanted it to grow maybe some years. Uh, Like I can look back and the last relationship I had that I was in that I was just like a goofy little schoolgirl, my business suffered. And so I think, you know, on a personal side, it's like stepping into a relationship again. I'm cautious because I have worked my butt off for the last six years to build what I've created. So I'm hesitant. But again, this isn't, you know, Dr. Laura or Dr. Phil or some relationship show. (laughs) But, um, you know, I wouldn't say that I've gotten lucky, but I kept going. I worked really, I was committed. I knew I could work hard. There's never been a doubt in my mind that I could do what needed to be done. I, you know, I was in retail management. I was always salaried working a gajillion hours. And if I ever took the time to figure out what I made hourly, it would have been depressing. Um, but, you know, so hard work, physical, that was never something that I knew would get in the way. But for me, it was, it was owning it. And I'll talk about that in a minute. But stopping to plan where do you want to be? What do you have to do to get there? What does that look like? And so we're going to just do a little detour just for a second um, before we get into the new division of the business. But one of the things um, in the mastermind, so these guys just created this. um, It was a six week separate training that they marketed outside of the mastermind. And it was sort of on the coaching model and strategy sessions. But what was brilliant about it, one of the, the takeaways from that for me was we kind of did the same thing. And it all comes down to a math equation, you guys. So it's kind of like looking at, you know, the what is it costing you to keep doing everything yourself? You can break that down into an equation. And again, we're just going to use round numbers. If you make 100 bucks an hour, and you know, you're working 40 hours a week. Okay, so you should be making $4,000, right? A week is essentially okay. And I know this is, let's not look at expenses, or whatever yet. But if you were to, would it be worth it to you to pay somebody 20 bucks an hour for 20 hours, right? So then all of a sudden you have a $400 expense. But if that gains you 20 hours, shouldn't that essentially increase your profits $2,000? Does that make sense? And a lot of this makes more sense when you see it on paper. But so we did the same thing in this six-week training that I did. And it was, all right, what are your offerings? So here's the dollar value. This is, if you look at, there's a a lead conversion tracking, right? You need to convert 1.2 leads into this offer. That means you need, you only need, and again, this is probably really hard to follow just with me talking, but the bottom line is that I said, okay, I only need five leads a week, right? As someone who has never felt like sales was something that was my forte or I was comfortable doing, that was so doable to me. Okay, well, you can get five leads a week. And that doesn't mean with paid traffic. It's like, what are you doing every day to drive your business, right? I think that's something that, again, taking the time to look at these things and map them out and plan it out, you say, okay, I can do this, which then brings you to what's your marketing calendar? How many business owners actually have a marketing calendar? And I'm like waving my hand over here saying, I I cannot tell you that I've ever been consistent with that, but I have to be in order to get to the next level. You know, and and that really means scaling a business. So we're going to talk about not scaling a business before we get into the next division. I want to talk about business just for a second, also, um, because I don't I don't know if I shared this. I, I think I probably did in the last solo show. Um, you know, about some of the unsubscribes that I've gotten from people because I'm promoting myself too much. 
Well, guess what? I'm going to keep continue promoting myself because I'm running a business. And that's one of those things that where I was, again, not lucky, but, you know, through sheer will and determination to stick with it, the WordPress chick just grew, right? There, there wasn't this who I want to be in this space. What is it that I want to present to the world? Any of that, because I've always been, I was always hesitant to, I mean, I created that site and that name before I really knew what I was doing, right? So that was definitely an ignorance is bliss. Well, the more I learned, the more I knew, then it was like, well, who am I? You know, that whole imposter thing. And I kept creating free content, free tutorials. So the second I start promoting myself and people started unsubscribing, well, they were never going to buy from me anyways. And, you know, or I've had people contact me and, well, I didn't hear back from you. You guys, I'm not one of those people that's like, I don't want to respond to this person. I don't have anybody to manage my email marketing um, in terms of the day-to-day. That will be my most exciting hire for 2015 is a personal assistant that can help with some of that stuff. But I don't have that. And so, and I'm not whining or complaining, but if you're somebody that is going to get your feelings hurt because I didn't respond to you and you've emailed me two or three times, try something else. Try Twitter. Reach out to me on Facebook. I I will guarantee you 99% of the time it's just because it slipped through the cracks. And you might think, well, God, if you can't even respond to somebody who emails you three times, well, you know what? It's going to happen. I don't know what else to tell you. I wish I could tell you that, you know, those mistakes, those, those errors are never going to drop the ball, but the errors drop the ball, right? It's not me. (laughs) The hell, sometimes I hear myself, Uh, but do you see my point? And go to, if you want a real good, um, example of this. I posted something yesterday on my Facebook page and it was by the Matt Report and it was how to make it in WordPress. And the article was awesome, but my favorite part of it was Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, right? If you ever want a dose of reality, go watch a little bit of Gary V. But I loved his this, this video because it's exactly what I was talking about. I'm like, do you know how many people reach out to me and say, hey, I've got this new plugin, or I've got this, or I've got that, or I have people now saying, I'd love to, we'd love to be on your podcast, which, awesome, get in touch. But I have to tell you, I would say it's probably one out of 15 that says, hey, what can I do for you? Honestly, you know, it's like it, it wouldn't enter my mind. Like, so Gary was saying this, he goes, do you have any people, I can't imagine this guy with his following, and his the impact that he can have on social media where people say to him, hey, will you tweet this for me? Will you tweet my thing? Will you share? It's like, no, it's it's just, again, you are going to get, you know, you catch a lot more flies with honey, right? It's like these people that contact me or I get a lot of, um, hey, I need help with this. Never an offer of, can I hire you? Um, do you have a tutorial on this? You know, I'd like to pay for your time. Nothing. It's just help. That's it. Not, you know, it's the people that, that say, hey, I, I love what you do. I love the information you share. I've got a qu-. even that. And again, I'm not saying that I need to be patted on the back all the time. But when it comes down to the amount of content that we all have to filter, right? I mean, stop and think how many times you guys have had a client, for those of you with web dev businesses, that you all of a sudden become their all-in-one tech support, right? And you get emails for... I can't get Outlook to work. And and this is going to sound super harsh, but that's not your problem, right? So we have to set clear boundaries. 
for me, it's saying, you know what? Okay, people are going to unsubscribe. People aren't going to like it, but I'm going to own it. It's just, that is it. I know where I stand now. I know what I want to do, where where I want to be, and the direction I want to take my business in. So too bad. <laughs> and that sounds harsh, but I give as much as I possibly can. So I, I am going to trust that. And, and I think for anybody who's scaling a business, who's growing a business, look at it this way. And it's funny because when I bring this stuff up with like-minded entrepreneurs, they all have war stories. They all share about how people expect this, they want this, all those things. You know, and for all the web devs out there, it's kind of like, I've really tried to, to start equating real life examples of this, right? So let's say you've got a website client. I am totally going sideways, but now I'm on a, I'm on a roll. But let's say you've got a website client, you go through everything, the site's up, or or maybe you're in the logo phase, or you're doing mock-ups, whatever your process is. And all of a sudden, they come back and say, you know what, I think I want to change the name to this, right? And so, so you're kind of back at square one. And there's just this assumption that they've changed their mind, so you can just keep going. It's like, well, that's fine, but it's going to cost you all the same amount of money it cost you to do it the first time. You're starting over. And there's always this sort of like, what? You're going to charge me for for more work, <laughs> right? So look at it this way. If you hired someone to come in and paint the exterior of your house, and then you changed your mind on the color, would you think that that should be free? No, <laughs> right? So a lot of times in my business, you have to look at it that way. So somebody who doesn't like the fact, considering my business, I have a product for sale, literally a single product on the site. I have one product again, <laughs> uh, soon to be another course, the sell with WordPress, but the Genesis product, I have coaching services that have been new in the last year. And then I've done website development, which you can't even find a portfolio on the site because I only take those sites and clients when they want to do the marketing and the coaching all together. Like I'm looking at this and I found this great model yesterday and talking to somebody forget it. You can have the website for free, but you're going to pay for my time, right? Which is where I want to be spending the time anyways. And if you're somebody out there, holler, we'll talk. (laughs) And again, because I'm running a business, I need to make income. But again, let's look at one product, coaching, websites. You can't really find a great way to even get a whole lot more (laughs) information on my site. I'm restructuring it. But so for anybody who's going to come and tell me that I promote myself too much, they were never going to buy from me to begin with because I don't. I create tons of tutorials. So that was my total side rant. So I hope you uh, enjoy that. Let's jump into the new division and scaling. So this is one of those opportunities that I've been considering for a long time. And I want to say, like I toyed with it. I want. It was probably a couple of years ago that I thought, huh, I could scale this. But then I thought, no, nah, I don't want to do that, right? Well, I, I do love the way when, th- when you trust yourself, and we're going to get a little esoteric for a sec. But when you trust yourself, and really, for me, it just means getting quiet. I meditate, not as often as I should, clearly, because I had a little mini breakdown yesterday. But when I can get quiet, and it's like, okay, really, what do I need to do? And it's always scary, right? That that next leap is always scary. So for me, what blew up and opened everything up was hiring that project manager. And I do think I talked about this. And the project manager then really someone to take over the projects. And initially it was it was the website work because I'm wrapping that stuff up. But 
I have created a new division of my business and it's called the WP team. And what it is, is it's outsourcing support for WordPress web developers. So we provide design, programming, and some project management support. You buy a block of time, you can use it however you want. Now this evolved. This isn't something that I had this this idea and thought, okay, well, let's just, let's just make an offering. Now I have been working with a team for almost four years now, full time, um, because I hit a point where, you know, I, I think I said it somewhere in an episode, but you know, my intention when I started my business was never to do websites. I mean, listen to me, I'm social. I want to chat. <laughs> no, but I like the teaching, the training. That's where I have most fun. I like the engagement. I, yes, I'm behind a computer at my house, but, um, you know, I really love that piece of it. And so, I hit a point once where I was like, should I learn PHP? And I thought, ew, no, go get a job instead. Like, that's what that felt like. Like, if I wanted to learn PHP, you may as well put me behind bars. No, it's not that bad. A job is more like, tell me to go get a a job and that's, forget it. But so that's when I started looking for support. And and I really stepped my way slowly into this. And I'm going to host a webinar with my business partner probably in a couple weeks where you can learn more about this. But... The I I baby stepped my way into it. So, you know, I went to Odesk and hired odd jobs, whatever. Kind of did that for a few months, and I'll tell you, it's like magic when you wake up and it's like, okay, it's fixed, it's done, right? So then, after working um, with people on and off, I had made a connection, and he said, "Look, you're, you're bringing enough work. Do you want somebody full time? But I need a year commitment." Can I tell you how scary that was to say? I will pay a monthly retainer for a full year for a programmer who's mine, full-time programmer. It is super scary, but I did it. And then, you know, you, you there's never going to be a right time. Like I wasn't so slammed with website work that I thought, um, oh my God, I need this yesterday. It was like, okay, I hope I can keep this guy busy. But I was able to see that by bringing him on how much of my time it freed up. And it, it, it's taken a while for me to really, well, it, I've, I've got the rhythm down now with my team, obviously, but it took a while to get there, but it didn't take, it wasn't even a full year before I was like, now I want a designer, <laughs> you know, and I'm not a professionally trained graphic designer. I think I've got a great eye for stuff. I know what I like. I know how to lay stuff out, but I'm not a designer. And so I went to the same guy who got me the programmer and said, look, I want a designer. And it just kept evolving, you know, and then our relationship grew. They work directly for me now. I brought on a third programmer. Then I was like a virtual assistant. It, it does snowball, snowball because there's no way I could do this podcast and we won't even go down the road of the lack of consistency. But <laughs> there's no way I could do this, create the content, create the tutorials. Um, I've really made a, a concentrated effort to step up my Facebook engagement because that's where my, you know, my audience is there and we share a lot there, but there's no way I could do all those things if I didn't have this team. And so that's where the WP team came about. Um, when we were looking for the project manager, I had emailed my list and said, Hey, I've got two opportunities. One is, um, are you looking for a job for a project manager? And then the other one was for, if you're a web dev and you want to work with a team, get in touch. And I think a lot of that was actually construed as that I was looking for people for the development team, and I'm not. Um, it was to basically, I've created my own WordPress outsourcing company, is what the WP team is. What differentiates it is that our project manager, who is US based, 
helps with the onboarding of process. I do an individual call with every single person that comes on board right now because we started out with beta. So many of you guys know Troy Dean from WP Elevation. Troy had me, um, and he also created the video user manuals. Troy had me on his podcast earlier this year. Then of course I had to have him on because it was like this kindred spirit who looks at, at WordPress from a business model too, right? That I, I, he's definitely an entrepreneur, not just, you know, a, a kind of coder WordPress developer type person. Sorry if you guys, uh, hopefully you can't hear the dog barking out back. Um, but, you know, so a friendship grew from this and I just have so much respect for him and the way he he looks at, at building a business, right? It, because anybody who's an entrepreneur, there's no way you want to be stuck in that time for money. You, you just don't. It, you know, it's exciting at first, but then you realize you need some leverage. So uh, Troy reached out to me and said, hey, is this something you'd want to open up to the WP Elevation members? And if you're not sure, WP Elevation is a private community. Um, it's a paid membership for WordPress web developers. And they've got a couple hundred members. So I was thinking, okay, well, yes, yes, right? You have to say yes to this. And what we did is we brought, and I'll explain the we in a minute, but we, um, Troy was our first beta tester. So we brought him in and we didn't really have an onboarding process dialed down, but we brought Troy on board. He bought a block of time for a certain amount and, you know, just, he ran the whole project and it was, it was really successful. He was super happy. He's a really smart guy. So he was able to jump into teamwork, create his project overview. He had zero issues uh, in communication and giving direction. He just, he nailed that. Of course, that's not the case with everybody, which I'll talk about. But so once we did that, we decided, okay, go ahead and open it up. So Troy put it out into the forums. People started connecting with me. I believe we've got 14 users still in beta. Then we recently did a webinar for WP Elevation saying, okay, we can open it to five people. So this is where doing something strategically comes into play because let me tell you, there have definitely been growing pains. <laughs> Hence my hitting a wall yesterday. You know, it, it, it just, there's no way. Fortunately, I'm I think I've got the life experience to know it's it's going to be a process, right? Just I went into this saying, okay, the first six months, it's going to be, it's, it's going to, you're going to have to do more managing. You're going to have to do more work. You're going to have to, it's going to take you away. Expect this to take X amount of time a week from things, which means obviously something else has to give. And so again, it's all right. I have to wrap up any website projects and then maybe take one, a month if it comes through that that's it it's just focus on those high end people that want to that want to work with me um so even knowing and 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 trying to be as wise as i think i am that it's going to take time there's going to be challenges it still it still sucks when you hit that wall i went a little ballistic yesterday and was just pissy and you know sent off um an apology email to my project manager because it's just like, oh my God. And and let me explain the we. So um, I have partnered with a friend and colleague, uh, Deanna Fenton, who was one of my first coaching clients, because our personalities are very uh, complementary. And I've talked a little bit before about, you know, some of the, um, uh, what you call it, like different kind of personality testing and that Millionaire Master Plan book that I read that I love, um, and his wealth dynamics test, this is Roger Hamilton, 
but we're, we're total polar opposites, right? She is definitely the process, the planning, the strategy. I'm sort of, you know, the connector, the engager, the creator. So it, it really works. And we sat down and I had talked to her about this months before anything opened up with Troy and WP Elevation and said, is this something you'd want to grow with me? Because all of my coaching clients get access to my team as well. So once you get in there and get that rhythm, you say to yourself, there's no way I'm going back to doing this all myself. And so she had seen firsthand how this worked. So that's the we. And we had to sit down and have a real frank, direct discussion about, look, because I've done partnerships before, I don't want this to affect our friendship. Um, we're wrapping up coaching together. So that's that's great. Um, but also, <laughs> I'm just bearing my soul today, maybe. You know, we all have our own money stuff too. And so I had a lot of that going on um, inside. And this is something that I've invested thousands of dollars and countless hours over the last three years building. And so we looked at this and said, okay, well, what would be a comfortable percentage that I would, you know, feel comfortable? We did. We had those real frank discussions. And because we both approached it from the right place, like I wasn't asking her to do this with me just because I needed help or, you know, in case it didn't go the way I wanted it to, it wasn't just my fault. (laughs) I truly asked her because I respect her. I admire her. I value her. She's got skills that I am not good at. And so it's an asset. She's an asset to me to, to grow this with, you know? And so that's the we, if you're wondering, the WP team, which has actually expanded a little bit more already um, because we're hiring, we've hired another developer and another designer. It's, it's, so it's great. It's growing. But what have I learned from this? So <laughs> here, here are a few things. First of all, Clarity has got to be the foundation of everything you do. I know, sounds totally obvious, but, you know, we don't always do the obvious, do we? The tricky part about clarity is that sometimes you have to implement and you have to just start in order to get the clarity, which is what part of my little breakdown yesterday was from, was that we had to to, to just start offering this to, you know, to get it going, to get people in the door, to have conversations, get feedback, all of that stuff. We needed to do that in order to determine how we wanted to structure this. You know, too many cooks in the kitchen is inevitably going to lead to a food fight. <laughs> yeah, that's a Kim quote. You can totally quote me. Because, you know, my problem, one of my problems Um, is having been in management for so long. I I mean, when I was in retail, you know, there was a $6 million store I was managing. We hired 75, 80 people to open those stores. And so I was used to being the boss, right? At the same time, I'm like, I don't want to be involved in processes, right? And and then what happens? What the hell is this process? Why are you guys doing it this way? Not that snarky, but it's just, look, we had to get a real clear division. And I'll share with you guys where we're going now. But if you also don't focus on what you're best at, you're going to set yourself up for failure. And because I'm the one who is doing all of these, you know, essentially their sales calls, but everybody who's interested, because I don't want to open this up to, you know, an affiliate marketer who's just looking for their own team of people to go create a bunch of stuff for them to drive. This is, we're we're going to stay niche focused, WordPress web dev. These are people that want to scale a business. They want to get out of the time for money. They can't do everything themselves. You know, and then maybe they want to establish another stream of income. 
right? There's that leverage piece. But they right now, they know they've got to pull themselves out off the hamster wheel. You know, so we are focusing on that. So because I do the sales calls, it's we need to be marketing this now. This is not the intent is not to to leave this with just WP elevation. There's this is a marketing cycle now. It's okay. And we're only going to open up to a certain amount of people so that we can manage staffing. But again, there there has to be some process to this. And on the the complementary side of that, then is the WordPress check. Without that, we don't really have an audience, right? And it's because I've spent time and energy in that space, creating, connecting, all of those things. Like, you know, and it's not, we want to build our own audience for the WP team, but the WP chick gives us that validation, right? Deanna's business, she, online marketing, web development, she works with a lot more local clients, but they're big clients, right? So again, that systems and strategy piece that she brings to the table, we can't let our existing, you know, individual businesses complement what we're trying to build together. So, you know, really stepping back and saying, okay, what is it that I do best? I'm going to stop with the direction of the systems and the onboarding. You guys take care of it. And then let's, let's meet together. But I will, you know, the poor project manager who's brilliant is probably like, oh my God, you guys are making me crazy because she's communicating with one that I'm making her, you know, what are we doing here? That kind of stuff. So stopping to make sure that you're focusing on what you do best and getting out of your own way is really important. And then stopping to breathe, (laughs) which, you know, I just, I have been this way my whole life. At what point do you get that you're going to crash and burn, right? I don't know, but you know, every few days, you know, which <laughs> I said, it's really not my style, but every few days, even if it's just for me taking a nap, going to do something in the afternoon, you know, knowing that, you know, Fridays by like one, I'm kind of done because I work into the evenings. Listen to me, right? This is me qualifying and justifying why I can take a half day for myself Friday. But right now I, I think I'm going to have to plan for those breaks, plan to stop, you know, take care of myself. That's huge. You know, and then the last thing that I've learned is trusting yourself. You know, I had this idea a long time ago, and I should have run with it. But I also trust that everything happens when it's supposed to. But it's really trusting yourself. And a couple of the things that we've learned, as we've set this up, is that we're trying to be too much and not to too many people or anything. But let me simplify this. What we provide is a team to do the work, the platform for which you can organize and have the work completed, and some project management support while you're getting started the first 30 days. Then you always have somebody, you know, whether it's US-based, we've got somebody in Europe now that's coming on too, but that person that you can actually pick up the phone and call, right? It's that differentiator support to get some clear direction or simply clarification. That's it. What we're not providing is checklists and systems for the web dev to then create for their client, right? Or for their own processes, because everybody's coming to the table with their own way of doing things. And so for the price point that we're offering this, I mean, this is, they're good blocks of time, you know, and to get tested that, you know, you get 40 hours a month and you can use it however you see fit. You know, we're automatically going to charge a little bit of time for the admin support that's required, but it is not our responsibility to hold someone's hand through learning how to use teamwork, which is our project management. We've got videos now. We're going to do a, a call, a walkthrough if need be the first month. 
whatever that is. But again, for the price point, you need, we needed to simplify. What is it we're offering? And here's the other thing. Because we're providing this, we kind of were like, oh God, you know, some, some people are having some challenges in communicating with the team because they're all, they're all, this is a global company. They're overseas, but other people have had zero problems, right? So when you see that and you say to yourself, okay, well, we've got 14 people in there now and I've got a few people. I've got somebody who's been been using the team for a couple of years, but those people are all doing it. So where, where's the responsibility of the client to get their own business relationship going with the team. That's not on us. So that was a huge, huge piece for me that we had to step back and say, uh-uh, let's back up. We're, we're trying to solve all of their problems. Where, what is the solution we're providing? And let's just dial that down. Okay. Wow. I'm already at like 50 minutes. Let's talk briefly about profiting with WordPress because the WP team is a huge example of an income stream that I've been able to create in my business. And it wasn't accidental, right? Because I did this for myself. And so that's part of why it's succeeding because I've been in the shoes of these developers. I've been in the shoes of people who are like, oh my gosh, my clients email me all day long and they want to get on the phone, whatever. I've been in their shoes. And also the I'm so tired of time for money trap, right? So I've been there. So it's because of the experience and the work and the time and the money that I've put into this that this opportunity is here. But if you look at it, essentially, I've created my own niche, my own category of a WordPress offering, right? So I think that when it comes to profiting with WordPress, it, let's say you're a WordPress, you've got a web dev agency, and there's something else you want to do, right? You need that other stream of income because there's going to be different times a year. And, you know, or as an example, maybe where you live, people don't want to pay the value, right? So stop doing local marketing. I I did, you know, other than some referrals or whatnot, but I don't do it because I don't want to have to explain why what you're getting or my time is is worth X, Y, Z. It's just, it's not where I want to be. So with WordPress, stop and think about the different things that you can do in your business that can add a profit stream for you and give you some of that leverage. So I'm just going to go, I'm going to bullet point this list and it's on the site. So you can definitely check that out. Um, but here's a few different ideas for you. If And you don't have to be, because I know there are a lot of people that listen to this that don't necessarily have a WordPress um, you know, centered business that you run on WordPress, but that it's your, your business is not about WordPress. All of these things are totally applicable to you as well. So obviously you can blog, right? And you might be thinking, how do I make money with this? You know, but blogging about WordPress, there is still space there and a way to differentiate yourself. Don't, you know, there are a lot of um, aggregator sites where it's just all plugin reviews or all theme reviews. Something just came to me is there are a lot of WordPress podcasts. What if you became that aggregator and talk about the podcast, the impact of podcasting in WordPress and complimentary podcasts that can help drive a WordPress business? I mean, that's one little video WordPress, right? There's a whole blogging niche. So those are money ideas, guys. So if you run with it, just give me a little credit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, obviously, websites. If you want to do websites for clients, you've got you know WordPress sites, WordPress maintenance. When we did the webinar for uh, WP Elevation, I said, hey, if you love doing WordPress maintenance, I'm happy to refer clients to you. It's not, and I know that you can automate it. I just I want to get out of. I'm getting all my clients off my hosting. That's not 
a monthly model that I want to do. So if it's something you do well, then great. I'm happy to give you those clients. Um, content. I'm going to tell you, if you're out there and you are a machine at creating content or you have resources for content, that is probably one of the top three questions I get because there's a huge lack of, I don't know if huge lack is the right word, but there's a huge opportunity for people who create content, premium content for business. I'll tell you, you know, and there's a lot of different ways to create content now, right? Podcasting, there's audio, there's transcription, there's video, there's written, there's visual. Stop and think about the visual web and and the the ability to create great images with quotes, all of that stuff. So if you're somebody that creates content, that is a huge opportunity that you could you could create or scale a company that provides good content for clients and and that's probably a whole podcast episode in and of itself. Themes, you know, if you want to sell themes, you want to sell plugins, teaching and training. Again, I still think the documentation is probably one of the best spaces to be in uh, to create any sort of, you know, courses. Podcasting is another way, obviously. Um, I don't have ads. I'm not monetizing necessarily, but the podcasting is definitely a way that you can profit with WordPress. You just have to streamline your model. Who is your audience and what would be beneficial? Um, and okay, let's keep moving. Coaching services, right? So I love the coaching and consulting. Maybe you provide services, just like I said, the content services, the WP team would be considered a service. Um, so what is your business? What other services can your company provide? And remember, it's your company. You don't have to be the one providing the service all the time. The quality of service will always be your responsibility, but you don't need to be the one doing the work. Design is a huge one. I mean, look at it this way. Maybe you don't want to do websites, but you want to do logos and branding graphics, product graphics. I mean, you could take that ball and run super far with it. And then, of course, sales. You know, maybe you team up with somebody that's got a great development agency and you say, look, I love talking to people. I love this space, but I'm not a programmer. I'm not a designer, um, but I can sell for you. You know, so for every five or six thousand dollar website, you give somebody a thousand bucks. Would that be worth it if you're an agency and somebody can go sell to those clients? Same thing with coaching for me. Any coaching referral, here's a thousand bucks. Why not? Right. If somebody it. So look at those different ways you can do that. And then, of course, with WordPress, there's tons. You could be, you know, a great affiliate marketer. And when I say a great affiliate marketer, I don't mean just good at driving traffic and making sales. I mean, really evaluating what you use, why you share it, and and coming from that space. I mean, I'm doing great as an affiliate for Thrive Themes because I love that content builder. You know, I did an updated three video post on it and why I like it, what the options are. It's a one-time price point that that they now have landing pages. Holy moly. So, you know, there's probably going to be an updated video on that, which will then, that's supplementary. That's a whole other stream of income that I don't focus on, but it's something that when I find things that I use, and I'm an affiliate. Well, absolutely. I'm going to share that and promote it as an affiliate, but that's an opportunity too. So, you know, all I'm saying with this, with profiting with WordPress and just your business in general, don't get stuck in what you see other people doing. You know, I started talking about studio press pre-Genesis way back when, and then when I fell in love with it kind of became this, Oh, let me show the user how to use Genesis. There's a whole bunch of code snippets and tricks and customization things out there now but I just wanted to help the user, right? The business owner. So create your own thing, create your own niche. And 
you know, don't necessarily follow the path that you see everybody doing and, and just start having conversations about it. And, you know, do that thing that you love that makes you happy. That's truly how the WP team was born because I wanted to focus on doing the things I loved, which is the podcasting, it's content, it's teaching, it's training. That's where I have most fun, the most fun. This is when it's time to wrap up because I can't, <laughs> I can't even get a coherent sentence out. Um, but that's how that came about. You know, I did a manifesto a couple years ago and one of the very first slides was, if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. And I can truly say that really that that's kind of where I'm at today, that there's, there's tough days. Like I said, I hit a wall yesterday. I was a pissy, unhappy, woe is me person. <laughs> um, again, 11 years of therapy will tell you like, all right, what are you doing to yourself? But I just, you know, those times are going to come. And overall, I am in awe. Oh, and this is okay. This is how I'm going to wrap this up today. <laughs> I'm going to set the stage for you. The last day we were in Utah, we went and did this Alpine roller coaster, which it's not a typical roller coaster. I'm totally doing quote air quotes like you can see me, um, but it's a single rider. So like you get your own sort of cart, right? And it's a roller coaster track, you're seatbelted in. And then there's these two handles that you, you can push down together. And I'm showing you how to do this right now. Um, that'll make you go faster. And if you pull it up, it slows it down and there it's connected. So it's not like one goes down, the other's up, but the cool thing, it was at, it's a ski resort, right? This Alpine ski resort or Olympic village. I forget. I think it's Olympic village in park city, but it pulls you all the way up the mountain. So you're just sitting there and I truly, and we got to go two times because <laughs> there was a person in front of my kids. She was super scared. And so she totally went slow. Like we kept, we all caught up to each other and we got to the bottom. The guys, all you guys can go again. That was painful to watch. I'm sorry. <laughs> so that was awesome. But the whole time, I was getting pulled up. I literally was just saying, thank you. Thank you. I'm so grateful for where I'm at in my life right now. It's, it's been a long road and it's, you know, hear my heart, you guys, it's not because money's pouring in because it's not, it's flowing and there's definitely a flow and I'm grateful for that. But I just, I'm appreciative and grateful for every moment that I get to do this, that I get to be around such kindred spirits that I get to touch lives. It, it was, it was, I felt like I was in a movie, right? The sky was blue. The trees were just amazing. I, I would have taken a picture, but they're like, put your phones away. Um, they want both hands held, but it was, it was really beautiful. And there was almost a part of me that didn't want to take a picture because I wanted to own that moment for myself. And so, you know, the beauty of doing things that are fun, you, you have to take the risks. You step into that, that space of, holy shit, can I afford this? Um, but, but when you make those decisions from a place of integrity in, in the sense that I need to do this, I, I know I need to do this. You'd be amazed at, at what shows up. So anyways, you guys, that's it for today. You know, if I, if I can just say anything, it's stop doing the things that don't make you happy and focus on what you're great at. That is truly when things are going to take off. So as always, thank you so much for listening and, if you feel inclined, I would love a review in iTunes. So cruise over there and just say you dig the podcast. Um, if you're interested in just talking to me about any of this stuff, just email me, Kim at the WPChick.com. Reach out, um, whether it's the WP team, if you're interested in the coaching and consulting, holler. If, if you want to just talk and say, I'm stuck, I, I need a little nudge, I'm, I'm here for that too. 
So have an awesome day, you guys. Go do something fun and I will catch you next week. So I've got a question for you. What would your business and life look like if instead of working in your business, you could spend time working on your business? Do you ever feel like you're stuck in the time for money trap? I know I was. I hit a wall and I wasn't sure which direction to go in. All of a sudden, it felt like I'd created a job for myself. I knew I needed leverage to take my business to the next level. I wanted to focus my time and energy on the things I loved doing and was great at, which meant things had to change. So I built a team, created passive income, and decided to really start showing up in my business. If this sounds like you, then take it from someone who has been where you are. You can absolutely shift things and you can do it quickly. I've created a program where not only do you connect with like-minded entrepreneurs, but we create a strategy for your business. And I'm a firm believer in doing things uniquely as yourself. So this is no you know, system where I plug you in and we follow the steps. It's for you and your business. And the bonus is that I'm going to give you the team to do the work you don't want to do. To learn more about working with me, go to the WPChickPodcast.com, enter your email, watch the video, and then let's chat. It's a free strategy session, one-on-one, just you and I. Again, that link is the WPChickPodcast.com, and I look forward to talking with you.